Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, September 28th, 2020. And I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Let's give him a warm round of applause. He's here today. We're recording nice and early, 12.30 in the afternoon on Sunday. He's fighting a gastrobe hangover from the wedding of his life last night. Had a great time. Let's welcome him in. Everybody, thank you. Call, sit down. Everybody, relax, 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 relax. Everybody, it's okay. Great job, thank buddy. You. Also, really quick, I've never... Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, no, thank I've you. Ne- you're welcome. Um, I have never liked Corey Perry more in my life. I wasn't able to watch the game. I wanted uh, Dallas to win game, what would that be, game four? So uh, yeah. they weren't, Tampa couldn't anyway. win the cup because I wasn't going to be able to watch the game because I had a wedding to go to. And I saw it was an overtime and my heart skipped a beat, didn't have great reception, couldn't watch it hurt my soul but dallas won so go Corey perry dude dude dallas dude dude stars dude dude dallas uh yeah it was a great game i mean both the games were great uh games four and games five going to overtime the lightning of course taking that 3-1 lead in game four uh and then dallas dallas was awful like i know you said he didn't watch but like you kind of felt like if the lightning didn't end it in the first overtime then the stars were gonna win it on some garbage goal with like their third shot in two overtime periods, which is exactly kind of what happened. Jesus. Well, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Good. Uh, hopefully Tampa will win it next game. Uh, and that is the least of our concerns at this point, believe it or not. Usually we got a pretty close eye on the NHL, what's happening in the Stanley Cup final, but some Red Wings land uh, happenings transpired over the weekend. Busy Saturday for the Detroit Red Woo! Wings. Uh, they trade for Mark Stahl. They re-signed Eric, uh, Sam Gagne, Eric Gagne. That's not, that's a uh, pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had like the saves record in like 2008. Sam Gagne re-signs one year, $850,000. A nice signing for the Red Wings. We'll get into that in just a minute. But I want to start with Mark Stahl. Just minutes before game five of the Stanley Cup final, uh, puck drops for that. The news comes through the wire. It's Mark Stahl and a second round pick to Detroit for future considerations. I'm assuming those future considerations won't be much. Uh, but yeah, so, so Steve pretty much just bought himself a second round pick along with Mark Stahl and his $5.7 million cap hit. For one year too, which is great. Um, you know, with the news that we're also going to get to later of them not bringing back uh, Trevor Daly or Jonathan Erickson, shocker. Um, kind of just fills a hole, a bit of a hole don't know uh, necessarily and uh, quite frankly man this could be something where this guy plays it, it let's say in an 82 game season this guy plays 48 games 50 games he's healthy yep. scratch some games I think he's gonna look really funny in that tinted visor that he wears in the Red Wings <laughs> jersey I think that'll look a little bit silly but uh guys had concussions so he can do whatever he wants uh, we, we have a couple of things like to talk about in regards to this Mark Stahl trade, but I just want to relay uh, our friend Harrison Watt, who's 
a recurring guest here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. He said uh, somebody sent him this. So Stahl played 18,394 minutes with the Rangers, the most by any skater since the NHL began to track ice time in 1997-98. Hmm. Well, that's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Jesus. I would have never guessed that. So uh, pretty pretty uh, iconic New York Ranger. Uh, an assistant captain. Legendary, he, you could say. <laughs> yeah, some might say that. Uh, and, and like you said, like there's, there's a couple. So we'll get to, into these quotes from Steve Eisenman. Uh, he said the trade accomplishes a couple of things. Uh, as part of our rebuilding process, we're trying to add draft picks, prospects, young players, and future assets to really help us down the line. So that was accomplished. The Red Wings now have uh, three second-round picks in next year's draft. They have theirs, the Rangers, and then uh, obviously that additional second-rounder that they got from Edmonton in the deal for Andreas Athanasiu. Uh, and then he goes, in this trade, we get a second-round pick in the 2021 draft. Oh, yeah, probably should have clarified it's for 2021, not 2020. Uh, we get a second-round pick in the 2021 draft, but we also have to ice a team and be competitive at the same time. Not only do we get a defenseman that will go right into our lineup and plug a huge hole for us, we add future assets as well. Gotta love it, baby. Just like I said, building through that draft. Get a draft pick. Get an old man who's got a good veteran that can help push his team along. I don't know. I don't, I don't, he could easily split time, like I said. Keep some young guys in. Give people chances. Hopefully he can stay healthy for us all year. Um what do you think about having a stall brother on the on the Red Wings? I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. I really am. I like Mark Stahl. I like. I've always had a weird relationship with them because I've never really like truly liked any of them. I didn't like Jordan Stahl because he played for the Penguins. I wasn't really that big of a fan of Eric Stahl because I thought he just kind of looked like a squid. Uh, and then Mark <laughs> Stahl is like the three least or the the least exciting of all the Stahl brothers, just like a shutdown state, a home defenseman. Like he's just kind of irrelevant to me because he was never really a factor in my life. It's not like the Red Wings were running into the Rangers in the playoffs or something. Remember, well, they have another brother named Jared. He's kind of been an ECHL, AHL guy his whole life. It'd be cool if we could give him a shot too. Yeah. I'd like that. Let's, yeah. let's bring, let's bring all on the all the stalls. All the stalls. Oh, jinx. We got to get to you guys uh, about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The best tasting protein bar on the market. Now they've got six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Now listen, folks. These bars, they are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. You could honestly get them for a Valentine's Day gift or like an anniversary gift or something like that. And I think that uh, your spouse or loved one would uh, be just as honored to receive these as they would like a box of chocolates. I think, honestly, I would rather get a box of Built Bars than a box of chocolates like for, uh, like for a gift, like for my birthday or something, you know. I got a text message that Built Bars had been delivered to my house uh, on friday night yeah yes I, I was shocked and i i wasn't even out of the the pack that i had just another box coming in i've just i can't wait it's just that's that's my snack for the entire week yeah so uh we actually just got a package the other day it's a new product called built go and uh we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you guys a little bit later on it 
uh, or about it later on in the week. But for right now, let's stay with the built bars, all right? Because they're great for losing weight. They're great for maintaining weight. They're great for the health conscious guy. Football is back. You're going to be sitting on the couch eating uh, chips and dip all day. You're going to have to start to rein in your uh, weekday activities to make sure you balance that out. And Built Bar is the perfect way to do it. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Just go to BuiltBar.com right now and use our promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right. We will uh, jump in back in segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, a busy Monday, a busy weekend. And then also, I just wanted to, to lay out the schedule for this next week. Obviously, the NHL draft is next Tuesday and Wednesday, October 6th and 7th. And then the offseason, uh, the free agency period starts on October 9th. So before that, we're get, we got a couple more prospects to get into you guys. Uh, or into for you guys. We got to get to Alexander Holtz, Tim Stutzla. Quentin Byfield and uh, Yaroslav Askarov. So we're going to do those sometime this week. We have three second round profiles with Pete Krupski of USA Hockey to run this week. So uh, outside of this breaking news, this week is probably going to be all uh, draft related. Uh, it's it's here. It's coming. Red Wings have 10 picks in this year's draft. Uh Let's get back to this Mark Stahl thing, though, before, before we move on to the Sam Gagne signing. Uh, another thing that came out of it was during Steve Eisman's press conference last night, he said he confirmed <laughs> that the Red Wings uh, would not be bringing back either Jonathan Erickson or Trevor Daly. So t- stick taps for those fellas. Uh, I've, I haven't white-knighted for Jonathan Erickson on this podcast, I wouldn't say, but I do like to put his career into context because as uh, much as we all made fun of him, he did have a 13-year NHL career. Uh, at least 11 of those seasons, he was a full-time NHL regular, uh, has a Stanley Cup. Or actually, I don't think his name's on the cup, but he was definitely in the parade. Uh, his rookie season in that 07-08 year. How many games did he play in that postseason? Oh, he played eight games. So, yeah, he might have gotten a – oh, wait, no, hold on. This is bad radio, folks. Uh, no, he didn't. But he had eight points in the 2009 playoffs. That's really impressive. Four goals hey. and four assists. I mean, no was. wonder he drew the ire. I think that's – see, and that's a problem sometimes is when, like, guys come in and they're – like, he never even came close to matching that in the playoffs for the rest of his career. So maybe that's why – did he even in the regular season? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he had 15 points in 2016 and 15 points in 2011. But really, I mean, yeah, like that, that Justin Abdicator kind of suffered from the same thing where he came in and like his first Red Wings debut was in the playoffs. And then he scored a big time goal against the Penguins uh, in that first Stanley Cup. And then, then from there, it was kind of all downhill. Yeah, I mean, just like we could say Abdelkader looked good when he played with Dotsuk and Zetterberg, we could say Erickson looked good when he played with Lindstrom or Rafalski. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, hey, thanks for coming on, uh, Trevor Daly. Thanks for being here. Um, I wish you the best in all you do. Um, have fun in retirement. You guys have made more money than I'll ever make in my life. 
Uh, we got a tweet from Adam Denker. We had him on. Uh, he's a Lockdown Lightning host. He said, by the way, just want to let you guys know, Stevie Y loves making trade with the Rangers. So uh, maybe this won't be maybe this won't be the end for, for their deals uh, with the New York Rangers. One of the other things about Mark Stahl, the reason why he was brought on was to help some of the younger guys mentor. That's, that's kind of one of the things we were talking about on last week's episode. Uh, and then another possibility with him that I kind of, you know, maybe we can get into this uh, more at a later time, but there's always a chance that the Red Wings flip him at the deadline uh, and end up getting more assets out of it as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, flip him. You can flip Gagne. You can flip, yeah, Stahl, Gagne. Let's see who else. Uh, maybe Bernier if we get another goalie. Um, oh, and flip, we should uh, talk about these, Like, I. What's funny is that we have been shouting at each other over Jacob Markstrom on this podcast or over Tori Krug on this podcast, and like we really should be shouting at everybody else about Jacob Markstrom because I. Like, if you're going to yell at me that bad about wanting Tory Krug at $8 million for five years when Jeff Petrie at 32 years old just got 6.25 from the Canadians for four years, we need to talk about Jacob Markstrom and what the deal he is going to try and command and the fact that there's rumors going around that the Red Wings are going to make a big pitch for him just does not sit well with me. Um, it's really good. Do you not think of Jonathan Bernier in this instance and just like the, how this guy was the MVP of the team? It's just like, yeah, we're just going to bring on another guy that's the same age as you for longer and more money. I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't really understand how that works. I, I mean, unless you're thinking we're not targeting, you know, Askarov obviously in this draft. Um, don't have a prospect that's going to be ready to go. So you do have to have that stopgap between developing a goaltender who's not going to be ready for three years, four years. And what we have now is kind of just one really good goalie. And the way the NHL is going right now with really a two goalie system, you have to have two good goaltenders. And um, I just, I think we can get a cheaper goaltender than (laughs) Jacob Markstrom. I agree. And it's not like Jacob Markstrom, like he's a very solid goaltender, but he's never like, I don't know, man. Like, has he ever really let the lit the world on fire? His best season was last was this year. He finished fourth in Vesna voting, but he still had a uh, nine eighteen save nine eighteen save percentage and a two point seven five goals against average. That's good. That's not great. I know, and I've never been the person who likes players that have a huge season in their contract year. Mm-hmm. Um, that just worries me. And he's on the wrong side of thirty. And he's going to be looking for a long-term contract. And I and goalies are way more like volatile it. than defensemen, in my opinion. Yes, I just don't like it. So hopefully, hopefully it doesn't happen. But if it does, I mean, nothing we can do about it. I'll yeah. buy a jersey. <laughs> and we'll get into that uh, probably once uh, in those couple of days between the draft and free agency. We'll kind of delve into that, uh, see you know what the latest buzz is. Uh, but until then, we only have Red Wings related in-house things to talk about left on today's show and we're going to get to sam gagne in just a second on the other side of this break uh we'll be right back at the lockdown red wings podcast a proud member of the lockdown podcast network where it is your team every day 
All right, segment three, final segment of the day here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, and uh, we have some news from over the weekend. The last thing we got to get to is the Sam Gagne re-signing one year, 850K. What's not to love about it? Not a whole lot. He's a right shot, so that's cool. Um, really like that about it. Nice to have a right-handed player on our team. Um, maybe he could uh, – be one of the sides on a power player. Oh, who knows? He might break out this year. Remember that? Remember the game he had uh, four goals and four assists for Edmonton. Remember that? Yes, I did. Yeah, good times. You know what's who crazy? Knows? He, he could be is, that. Uh, could be that guy. So he is thirty-one years old. He has also a thirteen-year NHL career, which is crazy. Like it's not weird. Like obviously, it just the math adds up. Like he came into the league when he was eighteen, but like it's still crazy to think that somebody like him has been. Uh, in in the league for that long and he's only 31 like that's shocked that's that's kind of shocking i know and he he had a pretty high potential when he came into this league as well yeah he was a six um, overall pick i mean that's that's nothing to shake a hockey stick at you know playing old and he has dealt with a lot of adversity though and uh that's kind of one of the things he dove into during his press conference yesterday i was actually in on that press conference and oh, you uh, he was he was asked, uh, you know, just kind of about what, uh, how he can show players how to be a pro. And one of the quotes he had was, I think I've handled a lot of adversity in my career, and I think you grow from that, and I think I can be a lot of help in that area for young players. I think I would be doing the team a disservice if I wasn't pushing to be an important part of the lineup every night. So, so. now, Nolan, with those – with these two um... – one trade and one signing of getting two veterans on this team. Are you, do you still have the Am I same? satisfied yet? Yeah. Are you satisfied <laughs> or do you think we should still sign about two or three more? Well, so. Uh, <laughs> to really take up roster spots from young guys. No, I never said I wanted to take roster spots from young guys. I, I mean, hate, that, I hate that you're doing this again. Like, let's just have a conversation where you're saying things that I deliberately did not say. I do like this signing. He'll probably play second or third line center. I would like to see them go out and get another veteran or two. But like I've said before, like, I think the the thing is, it's like, oh, let the kids play. It's like, okay, well, if Evgeny Sveshnikov goes out there and he's playing on a line with, you know, Justin Abdelkader, like it, there's a difference between him not living up to expectations and him simply being set up to fail. So that to me is, is more what it's about. Like you don't want these young kids playing with garbage hockey players. And I don't think Sam Gagne or Mark Stell are garbage hockey players. Uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I, I think that these are the types of signs like go out and maybe, maybe just more cap relief situations where they bring in a veteran like that. And I'm cool with that. I've always been cool with that. But like I said, like we, I don't want to discount the idea of bringing in a free agent because it's been a really long time since that's happened. And at the end of the day, like you can say, oh, they'll be handcuffed all you want. You can make trades in bad situations. It happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, Sveshkov's not even that young anymore. No, but he really, I mean, he's kind of, uh, we'll get into him like another time, but he's on his, his final year. This is his make it or break it year. He's either yes. staying or he's going. And he's no longer uh, waiver exempt. So he has to stay with the big league club all year. So this is his time to shine. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I have a uh, quote from Iserman about 
uh, Gagne. He said, let me pull it up here. He said, Sam plugs a hole from us. One, he's a right shot forward. He's on. He's good on the power play. I think right now, off the top of my head, we have Luke Glendening, our only right shot forward. He's a high-quality character person, along with Mark Stahl. We're trying to add these veteran guys to help our younger players, help the culture, help the locker room, and help the entire organization. I'm not sure he's going to be on the second line in the middle. Where exactly he plays, I'm not sure. He can play in the middle. He can play on the wing. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, most importantly, it's the right-handed shot. So uh, he definitely does fill a couple of holes. Like I said, he he probably will spend time bouncing around, but at the end of the day, if it's needed, he can slot in right behind uh, Dylan Larkin. And then Cap Friendly said that after basically after the salt stall trade, after the Gagne signing, before signing. Bertuzzi and Mantha, the Red Wings approximately are going to have $27 million in cap space heading into next season. And yeah, so you're kind of, so you got to think right there and there's a handful of RFAs that they need to, to resign as well. If Sam Gagne is going to play second line center, this team is destined for another bottom five finish in the league. So it's going to happen. It's not going to be fun. But we're gonna we're gonna be here through it, and we're gonna get through it together. And I guess that's all I'm saying. Like I don't like I and I hate to keep coming back to this discussion, but I never wanted like a like. Sorry, drop my microphone there. Uh, I think it would just be good to get another like if you get another decent center in there at a reasonable price, somewhere between like four or five million, something like that. About for a short amount of time. Cole Perfetti. <laughs> I mean, hey, if he works out, who knows? Uh, I guess we'll see. There, there's a there's a lot of different. Even though you kind of have an idea of how this Red Wings team is going to look le- next year, I think there's still a lot of question marks where you have absolutely no idea. Yep. I mean, hopefully these next two weeks going to really pan out what this team's going to look like. Um, I'm guessing he'll go in and get a couple more people in free agency. I'm just really excited to see what he, how this draft goes. I am too. There's a lot of possibilities. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot of potential for even more of these trades. Like who knows if he, who says that, you know, he doesn't, he's not able to flip Mark Stahl right away or who says that now he d- says, okay, well now I got three second round picks next year. Let's try and package that for an extra first in this year. Like there's a lot of, I think there's so much room for uh things to to change between now and even like two weeks from now i'm excited for it i love this off season it's it's gonna be such a condensed version of it too it's mm-hmm. just gonna be hockey news and football yeah pretty much and i was kind of uh it was kind of surprising like that mark stall was the guy that they traded for because like we've talked over and over and over again about potential guys from teams that were struggling with cap room and, and the Red Wings could target. I don't think anybody saw Mark Stahl coming. No, I definitely didn't. So, uh, yeah, well, that's all we got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning into the lockdown Red Wings podcast. Just wanted to update you guys on what's been going on in Red Wings land from over the weekend uh, and get to it right away. Like I said, we've got lots of draft profiles, lots of discussions to be had. I'm sure we'll bring on some interviews for the rest of the week. You aren't going to want to miss it. Rate, the podcast review the podcast give us a good review uh subscribe to the lockdown red wings podcast and last but not least follow us 
on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Make your voice be heard. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.